Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 77 of the Camino Voice. Today, I speak with the founder of the Camino Island Health System. Please welcome Dr. Brian Cooper. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Hey, before we get into the episode, I did want to say a quick thing. Um, this up, we've got this episode, which is episode 77. And then I've got one that I'll be releasing on January, the first Tuesday in January, which is going to be, um, John Ebner, um, who is a local Camino Island artist. And he's also the featured artist of the loft up in Camino commons marketplace. Um, so every month at the marketplace, we have a a featured artist. They're going to be on the special area upstairs and, um, Anyway, so we've got those two po- this podcast and next week's podcast that'll all be coming out. Um, but then I'm going to go under the radar and I will be offline for a f- couple weeks after that. December is a crazy time for, for me and my family. Uh, just with the shop and everything, we get really busy. So just taking a couple weeks to hang out with the family and lay low. So I will be back on the 26th, though I haven't stopped podcasting um, and I got more coming out. So, um, But I just wanted you guys to be aware of what's going on. That's why there won't be new podcasts during that time period. But I will see you as soon as I get back from that. Um, from, from just hanging out with the family. So, so anyways, just want to give you guys a heads up of what's coming up with the podcast. Um, but now about this episode, I speak with Dr. Brian Cooper, who's the founder of the Camino Island health system. I mentioned the wrong name in the beginning of the podcast and I feel really bad. Um, cause I hate it when people do that, like get your name slightly off. Um, so I just feel bad doing that. But anyways, I corrected it here. Camino Island health system, which is a really um, it's really, it makes a lot of sense once he starts talking about it, of what he's doing is combining a lot of practices when it comes to the health system, whether that's dentistry, chiropractic, um, nurse, nursing, you know, nurse practitioner, he's taking a lot of different aspects and he wants to continue to grow it and add more aspects to it. Um, but he takes all of them and instead of going like from your one doctor to the next doctor, to the next doctor. The point of this is that all of those doctors are working under one system. So when you go to one person, they're like, you know what? I think Dr. So-and-so would do much better job about this because this is more in his field. It has this collaborative and um, this like really nice feel about it that it, it really treats the whole person as a whole person because obviously we are human beings that have a body that has so many different components to it. Um, and the problem that I found is when you go to different doctors and stuff like that, like they'll send you to one, the next doctor and they're like, oh, actually you need to go see Dr. Susan. And they send you, you know, to the other side of the town and they're like, here, we'll send your records over. I don't know what it is about records, but like, I never feel like the correct information or at least all the information gets sent over to the next person. So you feel like you're starting over and over. Um, so all of that to say, I am really excited about the Camino Island health system and how it works. Um, and, and the theory behind it. And uh, Dr. Brian Cooper um, was really interesting. He's got a fascinating background of um, living in all these different places growing up. Uh, didn't really grow up in one specific area. Um, and then we get into some medical stuff. And then 
like how he sees health and why he created the Kamano Island Health System. Um, and we also get into a little bit of his thoughts on COVID, um, you know, its effect, all the different things about that. So um, anyways, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Brian Cooper. Hey, Islanders, it's Brandon with the Camino Voice. Today, I'm here with the owner of Camino Island Health Center. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Brian Cooper. Thank you. Thank you. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Brian. Um, well, I'm a doctorally prepared uh, family practice nurse practitioner, uh, currently working uh, pain management over in Arlington uh, for full-time uh, practice, and uh, have been working on opening the Camino Island Health System for... Uh, over a year and some months. started last September, actually. Um, previously, I uh, was the chief medical officer for all title and purposes uh, for the Tulalip tribes, and I was with them for about 10 years. Uh, during that time, I um, uh, was able to put together a health system for them. They had bits and pieces everywhere and mm -hmm. some fantastic services for the people, um, but it wasn't it wasn't cohesive and there wasn't a, a direct line of of what does all this mean and how does it work together and so saw the struggles of integrated medicine which um uh the u.s and the world has actually been uh, trying to put together for for many years now and that's integrating behavioral health um, with uh, family practice and uh, we went a step further and in included uh, uh alternative medicines uh, as well, and complementary medicines. So we're talking, you know, physical therapy, chiropractic, massage, Reiki, Bowen, um, and uh, specialties like, uh, well, certainly pediatrics, podiatry, uh, orthopedics, neurology, um, and then also dental. Dental was a big part of it too. And so I was over, over dental, and we all had a table where these specialists could, could sit together and talk. Um, uh, sharing ideas and frustrations, but also uh, bringing cases to the table and saying, hey, I've got somebody who's really having a hard time here. What do you guys think? And you'd be surprised what comes out of that. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, difficult to get us to a working state of that. and then, um, uh, But I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it work. And, um, and so I thought, gosh, what, you know, this is what Kameno needs. Yeah. Um, uh, a health a health system that is for and of the people that is responding to our needs mm -hmm. and um, and although we're Island County we're not would be yeah <laughs> and we don't have the resources that they do yeah we're not Stanwood um, we we are our, our own little community which yeah. I happen to be extremely proud of yeah and I uh, live down on the south end in this uh, little cedar cabin which I love and uh, you know, I've got deer in the way every time I come home, and you know, you got to wait for them to get out of your way. Um, so anyway, this this is um, the vision is to bring something like that to the community with best practice standards, um, uh, giving uh, providers enough time to actually listen to people. That's yeah. where you get your best care. Right. And uh, so anyway, I guess. You asked me about me, and I went right into the health system. I think I think this has this has always been part of me in my in my past. My father's foreign service, um, uh, my mother's um, uh, work with uh, um, refugees and that sort of thing. And 
it just has kind of come all together, especially with the with the philosophy of nursing, um, and then uh, with the advanced education in in uh, modern medicine. Yeah. So, just kind of all came together. I think it is me. Yeah. Um, the health system, though, is the islands. It's not mine, and okay. that's why my name's not on it. Okay. Very cool. So let's start uh, at the beginning. Then, where did you grow up? Then. Oh, goodness. Nowhere um, and everywhere. So uh, I was born in St. Paul, Minnesota. We moved to North Dakota. We were there for a while. And then uh, Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, um, uh, back to Iowa for a short stint, New Jersey, New York, uh, Missouri, Kansas. And then I came here when I was uh, when I graduated college. Okay. So I uh, moved 18 times in 16 years, uh, first 16 years of my life. Wow. Um, my father was within, uh, was in finance, credit unions, okay. actually, and uh, then got in with uh, USAID and ACDI, and then that's where the Foreign Service uh, uh, happened, uh, created his own company, and it was, um, uh, he was developing a computer that would uh, work with credit unions, because IBM had already had computers for banking, mm-hmm. and um, centralized his company in the Midwest. And so that's how I ended up there for uh, my uh, high school years. Okay. So colleges I've gone to has been uh, a six-year med program, UMKC, dropped out of that, went into the Navy. Uh, My father had a heart attack. My mother had died when I was 16. Mm. And uh, it was just, it was too much to kind of handle. And so I went off to the Navy to be a naval corpsman because I wanted, I wanted that emergency medical knowledge now. I felt a sense of urgency and, and guilt really. Mm. And, um, uh, so that's why I did that. Then I came back and, uh, went to the university of Kansas, um, uh, biology, chemistry, double major, math minor, and, uh, um, got, got to the end of it and was looking at medical schools. And I just didn't like, I didn't like what I saw. Um, it was more of a, um, a philosophy or a personality within the medical schools. Mm-hmm. And it was about the, it was about the science, but it wasn't about the people. And so there was a disconnect for me. Yeah. Um, so I said, no, I guess I don't want to do that. And, uh, I, uh, went back <laughs> and more years of school finished with, uh, 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 theater production or uh, film production and, uh, theater history, uh, double major. And uh, the production is more um, business-like. Okay. Um, and uh, then moved out here. I had some friends that were uh, writers and actors, and, and uh, I have family on would-be. And so, um, yeah, came out here, and the first thing I do is I get a job uh, being the office coordinator for a OBGYN clinic while I was producing theater. And so... Okay. Um, I lived a dual life for quite a while in yeah. both healthcare and, and, uh, theater and film production. Okay. Very cool. What, so, uh, what theater group were you with? Um, uh, several. So Pioneer Square Ensemble in Seattle. Okay. Um, uh, that was, that was fun. Uh, it's no longer there, of course. Um, uh, with AHA Theater, um, and, uh, um, that was, that was a lot of fun as well. That was back during Northern Exposure and, all those years, John okay. Cullum coming in, and it was fun to hear him sing in the hallways. Great voice and super nice guy. 
Um, and then uh, Northwest Shakespeare's Ensemble. And so okay. for them, I, I actually did uh, um, costume design and some set design. Okay. And some lighting. So nice. um, Intamon um, did some design work there. And uh, yeah, so kind of all over in, in the Seattle theater scene, I guess. Yeah, very cool. Um, so you <clears throat> you moved all over the place then. Is your family back in Iowa still or that area? Um, no. My, uh, unfortunately, my father just passed um, mm. uh, glioblastoma multiform, so it's a, it's a brain cancer um, that is, uh, works pretty quickly. Okay. So um, getting the result on MRI, I kind of knew what it was. And yeah, that was, a <clears throat> that was kind of an interesting time, I guess. Um, my stepmother is in Kansas, um, and, uh, in Gardner, Kansas, and she's doing well, and she's a spry, uh, uh, well, I'll just say older. She would hate if I ever told you how old she is, uh, <laughs> but she's doing really well, and, um, uh, I have a stepbrother there as well, um, but, uh, yeah, most of my, fa- I'm, I'm kind of survivor in my family, unfortunately. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of tragedy in our lives, mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm kind of, uh, kind of the last one out there. Yeah. So, so while you, you went to school and you kind of felt like it was very educational, scientific, and not so much the human aspect, Mm -hmm. um, upon starting working and stuff, um, so like at the OBGYN clinic, Mm -hmm. how was that for you? Like, did you feel like they were really getting the people side? Um, you know that's interesting you ask that because I've ne- I've, I've never really thought about it. Um, that experience I was at uh, Providence and it was okay. health healthcare for women over in the Jeff Tower in Seattle. Um, and at the time, that group of people, um, the dynamics was the best dysfunctional family I've ever been a part of. Um, really uh, caring, smart uh, uh, surgeons. And, um, and, uh, and the staff was, was dynamic and again, very smart and, and caring. Uh, but the personalities were so different that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was constant chaos <laughs> and, and I loved it. And, it, and, um, and some of those people I'm still connected with today. Yeah. Um, and that's when I, I decided to go back to med school was when I was there. Okay. And, um, and. I went to the University of Washington to, you know, go back and update prereqs and whatnot. And, um, but I just, I just came to that same feeling that it was more, it, it, it's a different type of caring. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, without making a super long story, when I found, when I found nursing and, uh, that was just at a point in my life where I needed to get some initials behind my name because nobody really knew who I, who I was and mm-hmm. I was getting old enough. I had tons of experience, but, uh, nobody really knew what I did because yeah. they're like, well, you're all over the place. What do you do? You, you know, this guy's just, uh, what does he do? And, uh, you know, when you create a film, you're, or, or, uh, or a play, you're getting a bunch of talented people together. You're building a business, you're putting out a product and yep. then, and then, you're paying all your investors and then you're, uh, you know, you're bringing that back down. Right. Yeah. And so that, that whole business process I was doing over and over again. So I was an entrepreneur. Well, that doesn't look good on a resume. 
Anyway, so I said, I need to get some, I need to get some letters behind my name, um, at least for the day job. Yeah. And, uh, and when I got into nursing and, and then advanced practice nursing, it's really the, some of the nursing philosophies. And uh, there's a lot of different care models out there, um, uh, mostly written by nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, MDs are starting to now. <clears throat> Um, and, and the medical profession, as far as the, uh, AMA, the American Medical Association, I mean, they've, they've started to buy in on the holistic, you know, treating the whole person, not just the disease state. And mm-hmm. so I see the AMA changing kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they just need to make it their own. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. It has to be their idea yeah. and that's fine. Um, but anyway, at the, at that time in, in the world, um, uh, once I found that, and I was around, I was around advanced practice nurses and, and PhDs. Um, that just really spoke to me, and that was kind of the, that was okay. Now I got it. Yeah. Now I got it. Yeah. So then, um, that I mean, that's kind of something that we've seen within um, doctors that we've worked with, um, whether it's for our kids, for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Obviously, we're kind of seeing the old school, a lot of that when we're going to these doctors. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get things from doctors that we've worked with in the past where they're like, it doesn't matter what you eat. Like, that has no effect on your body. It's all just based on this. Mm-hmm. And like, and so like, whether it's a disease or sickness or whatever, like, mm-hmm. they don't even look at the nutrition side. Right. Um, and, and we've had friends who are going through medical things and like, they have these very obvious health things that are based on their diet and they're mm-hmm. like they're overall just staying healthy mm-hmm. and every time she they bring it up to the doctor the doctor's like that has no effect on it the, your thing is just you know if we give you this medicine it'll it'll help taper that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it's it's difficult it's frustrating at times where you're like no the whole body has to work together right yeah yeah and it, and and absolutely it does mm-hmm. and i think uh you know not to not to lambast the ama uh, I, I am frustrated when people say, oh, I have to see an MD, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm like, why? So, uh, is it, uh, you know, they have more education. They have now, actually, uh, if you, if you look at years of education, a nurse practitioner going through, you know, RN to then masters and then, uh, to a doctorate, there is more education there. Um, uh, uh, well, they have a residency and that's true. They do. And that's something that uh, I think uh, nurse practitioners could really benefit from because the way it is right now, we come out of school and you practice right away. Okay. So your first few years really in practice is residency. Right. And it all depends on if you get into a group um, that you can learn from and they're willing to teach and, and, and understand that you don't have in-practice experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you when you have an MD that that comes out and they're out of residency, they're really somebody that's been out of school and practicing with mentorship mm-hmm. for three or four years. Wow! Yeah. So nurse practitioners get that as well. Uh, unfortunately, they just get it on the job, and it depends on if they were in a good group or not. Mm-hmm. So I think f- for nursing, if I if there's anybody listening out there that's an advocate for nursing, is that that's that's something that I'm passionate about us changing is to have, uh, to have that regulated somewhat for us. Yeah. However, um, fully autonomous, you know, can diagnose, can, can prescribe, inc- including controlled substances, um, 
you know, the, the difference is nursing did not want to get into surgery mm-hmm. and, um, and it's very, uh, family practice based and that's where we wanted to stay. Yep. Uh, there are other specialties within nursing that, that have come out of that. And that really has to do with the need out there. Yeah. Um, um, we definitely need MDs. I think we definitely need nurse practitioners mm-hmm. and, um, but this idea that one is better than the other it is a little frustrating. That is very AMA, and um, and there's people that will argue. But if you look, if you look at the studies that were done, I mean, um, at least ten years ago at that time, there was uh, about forty different studies within the previous ten years that had shown uh, nurse practitioners being as safe or better or safer than MDs. Mm-hmm. And that had to do with um, uh, lawsuits and, you know, meta-analysis on those. Yep. Then when you, look at, when you look at patient satisfaction, you actually saw that the patient satisfaction across the board was better with nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not meaning that we're any better. Right. And it doesn't mean that we don't need each other. Yeah. It means that we're just coming, coming across things differently. Yeah. Going back to the health system in that... And that's why I called it a system that's really lofty of, you know, this, this little guy who's, who's funding this out of my own back pocket, right? But the reason I did that is because I wanted people to know this is not about one person. This is about many minds getting together. Yeah. It's, it's about um, uh, collaborative care. And, um, and it has to do with the senior center. It has to do with the grocery store. So we had a wonderful visit with Scott over at IGA just mm-hmm. the other day with uh, Katie, our nutritionist, mm-hmm. and and seeing how we could collaborate with them. You yeah. know, the you know some of the great they get fantastic produce there. Yeah. Um, some of that produce, a lot of people don't know what to do with, and so right. you know uh, having Katie come in and maybe when they get uh, when they get a new product and showing people how to use it and. Um, um, or even meal planning and that sort of thing. Right. So, so the grocery store is part of your health. Yeah. N- not just what you eat, but what's available to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what is your lifestyle? Are you along? Uh, you know, a, a um, what do they call them? Um, you know, where the the truck drivers that actually go across the long haul, yeah. long haul truck driver. Yeah. You you're in a food desert. You yeah. Know? You you've got maybe a, the roadside stop and then the gas station. So how what is your nutrition like? Right. What is your body habitus like? So what is your environment like? Your environment is the truck. Yep. Um, are there ways that we can improve that for your health, your overall health? Um, you know, working with, working with people as individuals and getting all the great minds together. So uh, Dr. Clavin um, uh, is slated to join us. He's uh, internal medicine. Okay. Um, his... He's a DO, but then he went to internal medicine, um, and uh, and that was a, a, a kind of an MD residency that he went to, and so you know he's crossing barriers there. Mm-hmm. He's he's much more MD than he is DO. I I, I got to say he's internal med, so it's all it's all about the chemicals and many many tests. Yep. Um, brilliant guy, and uh, bringing him to, and he's also specially trained for adolescent care. So having an adolescent care program for for our folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I have worked together, uh, for many years, uh, very collaboratively. So I know th- I'm sorry, I kind of went off and it's a long answer to your question, no, that's good. but, uh, I think we need all disciplines together. Yeah. We need to think holistically for our patients. Uh, 
you know, taking from some uh, indigenous philosophies, not just in, in the United States, but the idea of mind, body, spirit, emotion. Yeah. So it's your mind, your mindset, uh, um, uh, keeping keeping it clear. There's meditations that can that can work for that as well. Mm-hmm. Being engaged, learning. Um, trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Those are all good mental exercises. Right. And it's good for society. Yeah. Um, and then the the spirit, we talk about, um, uh, you know, are people spiritually fulfilled? Right. That's different than than depression or anxiety or mindset. That is... That is something that's a little bit more core. It's it's a little harder to, to get your hands around, but yeah. it's still very important. Right. Um, and then, of course, your your body. Um, how is it functioning? What are we putting into it? And what are we doing to it daily? Yeah. Uh, maybe just in our posture, for instance, or right. the kind of shoes we're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then and then emotion, which is um, again different than sort of mental health. Right. It's different than spirituality. Um, your your emotional state is, at least in my mind, is more um, kind of minute by minute mm-hmm. and, and being aware of where you are with that. Yeah. And I, I think um, one of the things that um, when you talk about all those things, it's really interesting. Um, like my, my wife is homeschooling our four kids. And, oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, we were doing this before COVID hit. So, oh, really? Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a job. Good for your wife. Yes, she is amazing. Um, and so, but she's been through the homeschooling. She's been, you know, she, they're going through all these different cultures. Like they're going through the history, like ancient history through present. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as you go through these different cultures and different, um, all these different nations that they study, it's really fascinating what, I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, there's no such thing as a perfect nation. Mm-hmm. And so every nation has these flaws and these issues. But you see, as if you study them all, you start seeing, like, certain countries and cultures are more comfortable with the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And they're more comfortable with the emotional. And they're more comfortable right. with certain things where um, if you just study America and where we are now, mm-hmm. like, the spiritual, a lot of that is very, like... Yeah, everyone has their own little thing that they do, but it's just their own thing. Mm-hmm. It's not this cultural, like, it is part of who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, she's been doing a lot of studies on, like, indigenous and, like, the people. And the people, I mean, like, you know, the Seattle Northwest area. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just in general, like, what was, what like, she was reading, uh, doing a book with the kids of, like, what was America like before everyone else came here? Mm-hmm. And um, again, just the way they respected the land, how they worked with the land, how it was mm-hmm. basically a giant like garden. Like mm-hmm. they interact with the animals and the all the things, and everything had to work together. Um, and it was intertwined with their spiritualness and mm-hmm. like different things. And so, I, I think it's really interesting that as we, I feel like in the world a lot of times, at least not maybe not the world, maybe in America. We separate, like, spiritual is, like, one thing, and, like, science is one thing, and, like, mm-hmm. math, like everything we have to put in its own box right. and not really blend them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that's very dangerous, and I think that's part of what we're, part of what we're experiencing today very, in a very real way mm-hmm. is, is, that, um, is that, that division uh, of, of culture. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, and that culture can be the guy next door. 
Yeah. I mean, the difference between me and the guy next door. You know, we're, we don't have to go even into race or where you were from or anything like that. It's, it is, it's become, it's, it's really become quite dysfunctional, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, if you look at, um, well, Timbuktu, for instance, and, and going back, there was a, uh, um, a university, I think that's, and I can be completely wrong, so people out there, please fact check this. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, university, um, uh, and I believe it was mainly Muslim that was set up, but it was for all religions, and it was a center of uh, knowing and learning and Mm -hmm. sharing, and um, no one can be an expert in anything, you know, and that's that's why when we look at our health, uh, our our health system, um, again, that's the basis of it. Nobody is the expert, and we're humble in that fact. And we know that we need other people. We know we need those other minds. And we need different perspectives. Right. Um, because I may not see something, but somebody from a different vantage point will. Yeah. And if I really want to take care of you, um, I need to be open to that. Right. Um, and then when we look at our everyday lives, the, the beauty of having friends and friendship and of, of being different and learning, um, you know, a Christian learning from a Buddhist and a Buddhist learning from a Christian, you know, and, um, that's enriching and that can actually even, even, uh, boost your own spirituality. Right. You know, um, you can discover more things about your own religion. Right. And it's, it's, it should not be a threat. Yeah. Well, and that, that actually kind of reminds me, it's, it's very similar, I would say to when you learn a new language um, when I started learning Spanish, um, and I'm not, not fluent in it or anything, but like when you start learning another language, you actually understand your own language better because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, why do they do it this way? And once you realize why they do it that way, you look back at your own language like, oh, so the when we say something, it, we're saying it from this perspective. And when they say it, right. it's from this perspective. Right. It's the same thing. It's You're seeing these different aspects of religions or whatever, like... Mm-hmm. It's how they're, they've decided to focus on it. Right, right. And I, and I don't think that's a weakness, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think that you, you can't be who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, when you look at Scalia and, and, uh, and RGB um, and uh, the friendship that they had, uh, <clears throat> at, you know, on other sides of, of, of uh, politics and on other sides of how you interpret the law even. Yeah. And and uh, best friends, mm-hmm. because those discussions are are exciting. Those discussions yeah. can be enriching. Yeah. And and uh, I think the important part is uh, at the end of the day, can you can you share uh, you know a cocktail together, or yeah. <laughs> or if not yeah. uh, something, share something else together. Yeah. Um, because we're all on this planet together, right? Right. And I think so. you if. If you've ever gone to groups and stuff like that where, like, you when you first go into a group, if you start talking to people and, like, oh, yeah, I do that, too. Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And you get to the whole group and you're like, man, we all agree on all this stuff. And you start talking. The first group is great because everyone's like, yeah, that was great. Like, mm-hmm. few groups into it, you're like, okay. Like, yeah, we're not really learning anything. Like, we're all just kind of saying the same thing in a circle. Right, exactly. And it's not until you get new blood, new new perspectives in it Mm -hmm. that you really start engaging your mind. And then when, as long as you can build that foundation of having that conversation, Mm -hmm. like it can be 
I mean, it's just so helpful. And that's why world travel, things, which you can't do right now, but, you know, travel, <laughs> talking with other people from different mm-hmm. backgrounds, mm-hmm. interacting with different people that are not like yourselves mm-hmm. makes such a big difference in how the world functions. And there's so much, the world is such a better place when that happens. Right, right. I like, so, uh, and this can be applied to many different things. Um, you know, business, definitely. Right. And that is when you bring in a new employee. <clears throat> Um, or you, or there's a new person that comes into the community, mm-hmm. or there's just a new person that has been introduced to your your circle of friends, right? So a friend yeah. of a friend, or somebody gets married, or whatever, and then this person's there. Or somebody comes into your family. So if you can think of if you can think of that that organization that you have, whether it's your family, your business, or um, your friend network, um, uh, again, if it's your church. Um, is, is like a, a circle or a box. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these, and you can put in like happy faces. You have all these happy faces. That's great. Um, and they're, let's say they're all yellow happy faces. And then here's this new person. So this new person is new, right? So we're going to, they're going to be a blue, a blue face. And, um, and let's say they, they're a happy face too, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is throughout time, does that blue face become a yellow face? Or does that blue face stay a blue face? Mm-hmm. What What do I mean by that? Well, if you look if you look at um, let's say an organization that's that is not doing well, or a friend network that's not doing well. Yeah. And um, and there's there's somebody new that comes in there, and you were drawn to that person because, in your group, everybody has this kind of flat face, right? Yeah. Straight line, two dots and a straight line. They're the, <laughs> mm. And that's where you are, and you're kind of stuck. And so you see somebody out there and they're really dynamic yeah. and they're happy and whatever. And so you bring them into your network because you're like, yeah, that's what we need. And, but then they're the outsider that have been brought in. Right. And then over time to assimilate, to be part of your little group. Right. Flatline face. Right. And uh, organizations do this all the time. You know, we're going to hire this. He's the best and the brightest, and he's really enthusiastic. And he comes in, and the guy says, hey, I've got this great idea. And they're like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, you're new here. We can't, we, yeah, we've tried that. We can't do that. Right. And so we got to look at something else. Yeah. Uh, or, um, uh, you know, and really it's idea-based. Um, oh, that isn't how it's done here. Right. Uh, that isn't, you know, you're going to make Ethel mad if you say that in front of her. Yeah. Right. Well, how about talk to Ethel? Yeah. And find out why it makes her mad. Yeah. That might be interesting. And um, so anyway, I, I think we need to be careful of of homogenizing. Right. Um, it's safer maybe, but you're not going to get the that grand experience and you're not going to find, if you're looking for that happiness and the, here's somebody who's really bubbly. Right. Um, trying to meet them where they are. Right. Instead of bring them down to your group. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, lifelong lessons of psychology. Right. <laughs> um, well, and I think, like you said, that it, it works with business, but like I'm part of a mastermind group, and like our group is made up of people with uh, that are in like uh, emergency services and mm-hmm. um, psyche uh, uh, counseling, and like we're all over this place. And they mm-hmm. do that on purpose when they put these groups together mm-hmm. so that you get all of these other perspectives. Right. Um, and so, Kind of bringing that back around, how is that, like, how has that all worked for you with a new with a system? Um, in the past, it's it's, <laughs> um, 
I have to be very careful here because uh, I don't I don't want to uh, you know talk out of school. Um, so just be in general, and uh, and this is many different experiences that I've had. The the people that are engaged with that that want to that want to have different color faces in and all happy yeah. <laughs> in your in your little circle. The the people that are looking for that uh, do very well. Yeah. Um, you do have resistance because a couple things. One, people don't understand what another discipline or how another discipline works. Right. And so there's a learning curve. For me to understand what you're saying at the table, I got I have to get to know you a little bit first, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a there's a delay. If you're open to that, you can find out how they work and you can see how you guys can complement each other. Right. Um, if you don't do that, if you don't take that that humanitarian uh, leap of, yep. of faith and work, it takes work. Yeah. Because you have to keep your mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> That's a hard one for me. Um, then, uh, then you can get there. Um, if, and if you don't, then it, that collaboration is just going to be co-location. Yeah. We're in the same room. That's your office over there. They do that. This is my office, right? Yeah. You, you know, you got a foot problem. Go see that guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but when it, when it does work, I've seen it work really well. Yeah. And, and the, the people involved in those collaborations, um, really feel more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, the patients, and of course mine has all been, you know, patient based. Well, that's not true because also in theater, you do it all the time. You're bringing all these, you know, really eclectic artistic minds together and believe me it is hurting <laughs> cats and it's the same thing with with uh you know with armps and, and mds you're you are hurting cats because uh, they're just they're brilliant and they're nutty <laughs> we are we're all type a we're nuts yep. um but bringing them together and then having that collaboration and and um, the people that go to the shows the patients that are responding to to the care that they're getting yeah. is palpable. It's palpable when they walk in the room. It's palpable when you're on stage and, and, and that audience is responding to this huge collaboration. Yeah. You can feel the difference. Right. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. No, I love that, that aspect of it because, I mean, that's one of the things, um, uh, you know, this, this kind of ties into a lot of things, but when you look at a person, like they've got this wheel, they've got those four aspects you were speaking of earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, and then if you look in, within the body and the physical side, like you've got dental, you've got vision, you've got health, you've got nutrition, you've got all these different aspects that all feed into it. And I always, mm-hmm. I always feel, you know, somewhat overwhelmed, like, okay, right now I'm going to really focus on education. So I'm going to educate myself better, be better at organization, better at time management, mm-hmm. better at my craft, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I feel like that all of a sudden, like my wife is like, well, you haven't really been spending time with family. Like mm-hmm. you haven't been around as much. And so then it's like, oh, I need to lean into that. I'm going to push this direction. And mm-hmm. I feel like you have a set amount of like energy. And as you start pushing in another direction, like then maybe work suffers or maybe mm-hmm. your friend circle self suffers and you just kind of get this mm-hmm. like squishy, but like never quite where you want to be. <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, though, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the, the opportunities that we have because we're breathing and standing and walking around uh, or, or just being, uh, 
yeah. uh, a part of this, uh, you know, people say wonderful experiment. Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't got the meaning of life, <laughs> but being part of it is, is really amazing. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, that's part of, that's part of being alive. I think that's part of being engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but we do have to be careful, right? Because you don't want to, your family's very important. And so you don't want job to be more than family right. or, or, um, but to really focus on something. Yeah. So, so there is a, uh, okay. A discussion with the wife and kids. And I think, I think I'm going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to do. And here's why. Yeah. And you have a, you have a discussion. That right. means, that means dad's not going to be here as much. Uh, but it doesn't mean you love your kids any less. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that balance is hard for everyone. And, um, but I think it's also wonderful that we live in a country that you can, that you can actually even articulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at some other situations, actually even in the United States, where, where there is, um, whether it be uh, poverty or other kinds of, um, you know, uh, uh, social or economic oppression. Yeah. Um, in some places it's, it's, it's war, um, where it's really survival. And right. so they're, they're Maslow, they're just at the very base of Maslow's hierarchy, which is food and shelter. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I, I, I think your, I think your statement is, is great and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I kind of wanted to turn our attention a little bit to more current events and kind of um, before the podcast started, we were talking a little bit just about COVID and where we're at with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of want to get like, I, every time I have like, I've had pharmacists and I've had doctors. And so I always ask them like, what are your thoughts right now? What are, what are you feeling right now? <laughs> um, well, uh, boy, that's a loaded question, Brandon. Yeah. Um, uh, so honest answer, um, I'm, I'm pretty numb, frustrated, disappointed, um, and tired. Um, so I've, I've, I've been working and this is no joke. I've been working seven days a week since, um, March and, um, and that's a, a busy schedule plus trying to get this health system going Yeah, during the time of COVID. So, and getting the health system going in, included, um, uh, you know, tenant improvements and, right. uh, you know, contract negotiations and all of that, um, federal funding, you know, federal loan at least, um, and, uh, and so, and right down to being the janitor and right. so I'm exhausted. Yeah. And the, if, if our country could be united and, uh, take steps that maybe people don't understand, um, but are willing to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Hardcore for a short amount of time at the beginning. Um, other countries did do it, and we didn't. And um, 
aside from the the amount of deaths that we've had here, and yes, this is a real thing. This is not fake. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing that we're going through right now. Um, the economic and the personal sacrifice that continues because of the resistance. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating to me, and that's coming. That's the scientist. Yeah. Um, the the human part of me is. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't uh-huh. want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> um, the fact that we're talking about, you know, a health system for Camino Island and we have to talk about COVID, I hate that. Yeah. You know, I hate this virus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is something, it is something that we really haven't seen because of the delay factor, the, you know, that incubation period yeah. where you're so contagious and you don't know it. And other people don't know it. Right. I mean, that's that is a that's a stealth weapon. Yeah. And uh, you know, viruses are not living; they're not dead. They're kind of in between. They're basically like hypodermic needles that have a little bit of of uh, you know DNA in them that uh, that goes in and and changes your cell to make more of these things that really aren't living or dead. So it's like a bomb that goes into a community and has the community makes more bombs to make more bombs. Right. That's really what a virus is. Yeah. And uh, so I, why does it, why is it even here? You know? And uh, so anyway, very, very frustrated. Although um, the United States and the world has gone through worse things and um, I don't know about prevailed, but survived. Yeah. Um, we just haven't had anything like this in a long time. Yeah. And so it's a little bit of a reminder right. that we're not in charge here. Mm-hmm. We're not in charge here. And nature doesn't care about your rights <laughs> or what you think or what your political view is. Um, nature's going to do its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that was something <clears throat> I remember as a kid, cause we learned about like you know, viruses versus just bacteria versus all these different things. And you learn about them. And I remember when I learned about viruses, I think there was a, I believe there was a video we showed of just like, this is kind of how it works. Like it jumps in, takes over one of your cells, overloads it until it explodes and then releases more. And then it does the same. Those things do the same thing. I was like, how does our body ever get rid of these things? Right. Like when you see the science, like they could basically reprogram your cells against you. Right. And it's just crazy. Like, that our body just, I mean, going back to health and everything, that if given the right tools and everything, our body has a chance of fighting these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but how do you fight something that does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and that, yeah. I mean, we're, we are a, an incredibly complicated machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that, uh, that the body works minute by minute is astounding to me. <laughs> because it's it's chemical, it's chemical electrical, it is mechanical, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, we have so many systems running at the same time. Yeah, you know, you think about your computer going down, you get a little <laughs> blue screen. How does the body do it? Yeah, on a constant basis, especially right. when we abuse it. <laughs> We're abusing it all the time, you know. <laughs> We're testing it, and uh, uh, especially when we we're younger. I, I I don't know how I'm alive today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, you know, in a nutshell, to answer your question is basically there's, there's something that's foreign. The body says, Hey, it doesn't look like something that I normally have. And so I'm going to mark that for disposal. 
And so it goes around with this little post-it notes, and it says, this one's got to go, this has got to go, this has got to go, and this is what it looks like. Um, problem is it takes a while for the body to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like somebody's, you, you know, you're kind of, you can't see real well, right? So you're like, who is that? Do I know that guy? Yeah. I, maybe I met him at the Feynman Bar Mitzvah. And you uh, no, oh, now I see, I don't know this guy at all, <laughs> right? Okay, he gets a post-it note. And so that there's a little delay there. Right. The question is, how long does it take for the body to do that versus how fast is that virus or that bacteria acting? Right. With bacteria, uh, really bad, because bacteria are growing and growing and growing and growing and growing fast. And if they are producing toxins at the same time, a lot of that, our body isn't fast enough to yeah. respond to bacteria. That's why those are really, really dangerous when they get into your blood system or whatever. Mm-hmm your lungs, that sort of thing. And so that's why we have antibiotics. Yeah. With viruses, we really don't... Well, recently, we've come up with some great stuff, actually. Again, I say we. It's I'm not a part of this. <laughs> really great uh, pharmacologists and uh, um, uh, brilliant minds out there, So and good for them. Um, but uh, to, to fight viruses. But really, it's our, our body that is going to fight it. And so we got to keep it at bay long enough for our body to to fight. With immunizations, what we're doing is we're, we're kickstarting that recognition process. Mm-hmm. We're, giving, we're giving the body a little bit of glasses. Uh, here's what this guy looks like. Okay, you don't know him. He's not going to hurt you right now because we tied his hands behind his back. And so, but you know who he is. Yeah, I do. Post-it note, right? And so you keep that around. And then next time you see, see this guy, you know, ah, no, I got to usher him out. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Oh dear. <laughs> so the first one is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? Oh, uh, okay. So that was the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, it was, it was a nine ninety nine ninety eight uh, bottle of wine and, oh. uh, I think I think more than anything, I just needed a really nice glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> and I had bought it randomly because uh, it was on sale, and uh, and was really surprised. And nice. so, and I kept the bottle at home so I can try to find it again. Very cool. But um, yeah, yeah, well, that's definitely under a hundred dollars. Yep. And uh, but yeah, it just it was just it was really a well done uh, vintage. So very cool. All right. <clears throat> Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. Uh, what would their first day look like here? <laughs> um, Maybe outside of COVID. Boy. <laughs> yeah, outside of COVID. Um, their their first day would be uh, just kind of being, uh, you know, coming in and, and drinking it all in. Again, I'm on the south side of Camino. Yeah. And uh, so we're away from a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, in the cabins, you know, on the, on the bluff there, if you will. Um, yeah, it's, it's lazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can say this just from the last, uh, visitor I had. And so it was coming in, relaxing, going out on the deck. Uh, we've got eagles that are right nearby nice. and, and they're like, and, and they're just drinking it in and you can see, you can just see the stress and tension leave. So yeah. they were from Chicago. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then the next day is just uh, the leisurely breakfast and, gosh, what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to explore in this on the island. So. Yeah. Um, who is an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Kathy Bateman, Dr. Bateman. Um, so Kathy's, she's, you know, long-term, uh, island resident. Um, uh, she's a chiropractor and she's okay. actually just, uh, just below where, where we are, uh, okay. over at the, uh, Port Susan professional building, which is the old Windermere building. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, Kathy is great. She's, she is very dynamic. There's many layers to Kathy. And, um, I think one of the the things that I really like about her, again, is her, she's, she really cares. Mm-hmm. And um, anytime I see that, I look for a couple things. One is, um, uh, can I see your heart, right? Are you yeah. going forward with a caring heart? And the second is integrity. Yeah. Um, if you make mistakes, that's fine. If, if um, you have differing opinions, that's fine. But uh, integrity is a huge part um, yeah. uh, of, of what I look for, the people that I like to be around. And certainly Kathy's full of that. Yeah. She's, she's, she is integrity. She is uh, a caring heart. And she's funny. So, yeah, she'd, she'd be a great interview. All right. And lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard on Camino Island, right as you're driving on the island, what would that say? Well, besides welcome... Um, boys, you come on the island. Um, I would say just enjoy life with us. Um, and then if you're not from here, then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Come and visit, have a great time and then go. Yes. (laughs) The amount of times I have gotten that on the podcast. Oh, really? Enjoy it. But you know, (laughs) it's, there's a time. There's a time. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, it's it's really neat um, being able to share the island with people, and it is when they see it and they get to experience all the different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really neat. Like you said, you see that just like light bulb come on, and they're just like, "Oh, I can breathe in here!" Like just yeah, yeah, take a breath. Absolutely. I think we all need that right now. Yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. If if I could if I could ask for something of the people listening, yeah, um, uh, is. So when I started this this idea um, and vision, like I say, I've done it before, and I was like, oh, we got to do it for our own community. Um, I wanted to have a town meeting because I wanted to hear what what people were lacking in their health care. What does what does um, what does health care mean to you? What is how do you know when you how do you know when you are being cared for, mm-hmm. you know, what is care to you? Right. So, you know, pretty, pretty introspective questions, but I wanted to ask that of, of, uh, uh, people at a, at a, um, uh, open forum, like a town meeting, um, so that we could kind of build that momentum and, and, you know, cause one person shares and another, and then more people open up and yeah. whatnot. Um, cause I really want to know, we want to cater this health system to our needs. Yeah. And, and I'm not hearing from everybody. Right. I know there are some people that, that, uh, like being alone. They like being on their property and they feel safe and that's it. But I do want to reach out to them too, because, um, I want to respect, um, uh, what they're doing 
and also be there for them if they need me right or or our health system or provide them preventative care so that so that they can live that life without you know being sick or being in pain right. or whatever the case may be um, so with that, um, if people are listening, if you want to give us feedback, tell us what you want, what you're looking for, um, what does it mean to, for you to, to be cared for? What does that look like? How do you know that somebody's on the right track, uh, treating you? Um, is just to send that to our, it's info, I-N-F-O at, uh, dot com. Okay. And, uh, so just. Send it to our email. Let me know what you're thinking and and um, and what your needs are. And uh, I can't say that we can meet them, but we'll we'll try our damnedest. Yeah, and we'll have that uh, email linked in the show notes. So if you guys uh, are driving or something, you guys can uh, check it out in the show notes later. Okay, awesome. Right. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Brandon. This is this is a, a pleasure, and I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Dr. Brian Cooper for joining me on the podcast, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash EP77. That's commandocommons.com slash EP77. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.